reports direct from Melbourne courtside and from our offices in New York City. It's the Australian Open edition of the Tennis.com podcast. And here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hi everyone, day six of the Australian Open podcast. This is Ed McGrogan from New York talking with Steve Tigner in Melbourne. Uh, Steve, the session just ended a minute ago with Leighton Hewitt becoming the second Aussie to get into the final 16. Um, just a total shock if you would have said that before the tournament. Um, his win was over Milos Raonic in four sets, and this came after just a dreadful series of matches on, on Laver. Um, there was hardly even a set that went beyond 6-1 in most cases. Um, let's just start with Hewitt of this, and uh, you know, just how did he get this done, really? Yeah, I think people, a lot of people thought, really, he had no chance. Um, seemed to be the consensus down here was that he's, too old and slow, but um, I didn't think that, actually. I don't know, after the Roddick match, I thought he played well. I think a lot of people here thought that the only reason he won that match is because Roddick got hurt, but he was already playing better before Roddick got hurt. Um, and I thought that he would always have his return to serve against Ramage to keep him in it, and that Ramage is not a great return to server and not just not great in return games uh, at this point. And that's, you know, that's sort of what happened. Ramage came out pretty hot, um, hitting his forehand, and he would double fought on a break point. But then he would did exactly what he did in, in the Roddick match. He he switched things up and sort of subtly, you know, sort of, just sort of took control by mixing things up. And, and he, you know, he didn't allow Ranich to, to move forward a lot. Um, Ranich also made a lot of mistakes, didn't serve great, 55% first serves. Hewitt served really well. Hewitt also didn't get a lot of first serves in, but he he mixed things up extremely well. Really, the um, the key was the third set tiebreaker, where Hewitt got ahead, then choked a little, and then Radic put a put a forehand volley that Hewitt said he would make 99 times out of 100 into the net to lose that set, and that really, you know, that was tough to come back from. Yeah, it, it looked like uh, you know the really high pressure moments of this match did seem to affect Raonic. I think that's obviously the biggest one is, is that volley that just um, you know it was really botched from the start. Um, but but the in the fourth set, once he would have taken that two sets to one lead, um, it, it did get kind of it did get tense at the end, the very end. Uh, I think Hewitt needed three match points to ultimately serve this out, but but. Uh, Reynolds have really deflated, I think, for most of that set after after that uh, tiebreaker loss, and you know, definitely a lot of points ended with just him put him uh, putting a forehand into the net. Just um, I think a pretty unexpected performance to, from a lot of us saw from Reynolds, but I think we're, we also probably forgot that you know this was probably the biggest match, biggest spotlight that. Uh, that he faced, I think I mentioned that yesterday, and uh, you know I think it's it's you know something that we don't know how it's going to play out until we actually watch. Yeah, you um, you don't know how far along he is as far as that goes, as far as his what he's ready to do. He can he can win a small tournament the way he the way he did starting out this year, but um, you know he hasn't after getting hurt last year. He hasn't really had a you know played a lot of. Big match tennis, a lot of big Grand Slam matches, and um, you know the fans were really on Hewitt's side. Uh, I don't know if that affected Roundage. It, I don't think it helped him. There was definitely a sense of of, um, of you know everything sort of 
the momentum of the whole place being ready to go towards Hewitt at any time. So, um, so that helped. Yeah. So before that is, like I mentioned, Laver's matches were really just dud after dud, including, um, you know, I'll run down them just for the results alone. Serena um, wins 6-1, 6-1 over Greta Arn, another night match. Kvitova, Sharapova, Djokovic all just run through without dropping even more than three games apiece. Um, So what ended up happening was here in the States and over there, you, you had this time slot between uh, the show court matches and uh, the night matches. There was quite a big window, actually. And the focus was put on two matches, uh, Nishikori Beneteau, and the more dramatic one of the two was uh, Mikhail Kukushkin against um, against Gal Monfils. And, what, and, you know, this Monfils-Mikhail uh, match turned into one of the craziest ones of the day, but really maybe sort of typical if you've watch Monfils enough, but he may have even outdid himself here. Yeah, I think this is the worst of his. <laughs> I, mean, I don't I just thought of a lot of bad ones, but I don't know what he was doing out there in this one. You know, he was he was hurt for a while apparently. Uh then he was he to me it was it looked like he'd been watching too much of Bernard Tomic. Um he was he was playing junk ball, just sort of seemed like he was toying with Kukushkin. Um then he started to come back right when he was about to lose. He decided he was going to come back and get into it and get the crowd on his side. So he did that. Um, he seemed to just he seemed to want to play around and make it into a spectacle as much as he wanted to win. I had mentioned the other night, I thought that's what he did in the same court against Bellucci. I felt like he almost didn't bother to play in the first set just so he could have a little more time out there. It felt like he did the same thing to an extreme extent this time. And then at the end, he totally he gets ahead and should beat this guy because he's the better player. And then he totally gags and double falls on match point. It was, a, uh, to me, a terrible performance. Yeah, it's... But terrible, but also fun to watch. Yes, it should be said, yeah. Uh, like I said, I don't know how anybody could... Could uh, I almost want to say even take him seriously after a performance like that, but maybe I'll, I'm sure he'll put, you know, put forth a big Masters win or something like that and kind of re, reinvigorate all hopes. But, but like I said before, I, I'm, I, I went through that with Gasquet as a, as a fan, and I, I'm not going to jump on this bandwagon either. So, um, so that was actually probably the highlight of the day, like I said. And, you know, the final 16 is set. Um, tomorrow, the match, those fourth rounders get underway and it's a really stacked card um you know from the start i I think i can say with a surety that this labor session will be far superior to the one we saw today um it starts off with azarenka benisova um lopez nadal is you know always has the potential for some interest even though rafa's really had that but the big matches are the ones that follow that it's kleisters and lee and that's a rematch of last year's women's final and then the big one is Tomich and Federer at night. So of those two, um, let's start with the Kleisters and Lee match. Just if you want to, you know, what you've seen of those two, how you think that might play out. Yeah, Lee's been playing well this year so far. She got to the final in Sydney. Uh, and she typically plays well at this time of year. She made the final here last year. And Kleisters, um, I haven't seen much of her at this tournament. She seems to be doing things in a pretty routine fashion. She hasn't played for a while. I think I feel like she's due for a bad match that 
she usually throws one in at a grand slam, and I think Lee is the person who has it a, to her. Has a better shot than in last year's final. Now she's won a slam since then. She sort of I feel like she should have won that final, could have won that final. She had a she you know had a set lead and, and was in good position in the second set. And but I don't think she felt like she she couldn't quite get over the finish line. Now she's been over that finish line. So you know, I think it'll be a these two are they play a good athletic, hard hitting, good forehands, great backhands. Um should be a fun match. I, I think Lee's got a good shot to to win. Yeah, and then we have, like I said, Tomich Federer here. You know, this match and the uh, you know the following days, Hewitt Djokovic match are going to just be colossal uh, draws for down there. So, but this one is probably the one where I, I think there is, you know, of those two, you could you could you could definitely say if you could definitely say that Roger might be more vulnerable than Djokovic of the two. I I would I would potentially say that. But what do you think? Djokovic and Hewitt and uh, Federer, Tomic. Yeah, I think, I think Tomic has a better chance against Federer than Hewitt does against Djokovic. Um, I think Tomic has a pretty good shot to make it into an interesting match. He, Federer beat him in four sets. Um, in Davis Cup, Federer said that he was exhausted and the whole thing was a blur to him. So he's not putting any stock in that set, even though he only did was lose a set. Uh, Tomic has done his usual thing where he he's acting like now you know I've played him once so now I've got some tricks up my sleeve for this second time I know you know I know a little bit more what to do that's sort of how he approaches matches tries to get in guys heads Um, so that'll be interesting to see what his you know what what he's thinking as a as a strategy against Federer Um, the match you know match is it feels here, as big as any Grand Slam final, just the idea of Tomic and Federer playing Sunday night match is like, I mean, it might as well be the, might as well be the final. Um, just the, yeah, some the people said that, some, right, some people said that really might, it could not overshadow it so close, but in essence, it is the biggest match of the tournament in a way, irregardless of what yeah. happens. For, um, just for, you know, Tomic's become a huge star. Uh, his, you know, it's, he's on the front page of, front page of newspapers, his girlfriend's on the front page of newspapers. Um, and then Federer, you know, sort of perfect for for Federer. He says he, he before Togopolov and Tomic played, he was asked who he wanted to play. He said he'd rather play an Aussie just for the atmosphere. So I feel like he's pretty loose about it um, and he'll probably win, but I'm guessing that Tomic will make it, I'm guessing that Tomic's going to make it pretty interesting. Yeah, I think the the you know the mentalities of both guys. When you're talking about Tomic, maybe deflecting a little bit off of what he has what he has to go up against, and Federer kind of you know embracing all this. I think it might make for some pretty good tennis overall. So um, we'll see how that turns out. All the matches you just mentioned. There's one after that, Wozniacki Yankovic as well. So it's a really uh, really good card starting tomorrow, and uh, you know it should only improve as the tournament goes on. So. We'll talk after that. Steve Tigner, Adam McGrogan, thanks for listening. You've been enjoying Tennis.com's weekly podcast. Thanks for listening. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com. 